I know things you never see. You never see someone taking a shit while running at full speed. Come on, Key, get rid of some of them turds in the shit box. Welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast with me, Rab himself. We're here on the Bathroom Break Podcast with Rab himself, and uh, my guest today is Brandon Novak. Yeah. Uh, a lot of you know him from CKY videos. Uh, he's also Jackass, Viva La Bam, and uh, was a pro skateboarder for a long time, and uh, has quite a hell of a story. Um, I have some stories with him as well, but we have uh, a lot of stories. Yeah, they really have never been public. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, but I, I wanted to kind of just for for anybody that's going to listen, I wanted to kind of hear your story. Um, I mean, you talk about it a lot, you know, in your book, Dream Seller, and then uh, you've got that new book, uh, the Brandon Novak Chronicles, that just came out, and I want to get into that more later. But sure. but just kind of wanted to get a little bit of a background of of your fucking crazy life. You know, it's to put it in like a, a Reader's Digest version, from a very young age, my mother always told me, show me who you walk with and I'll tell you who you are. And, and, and that kind of transcended into social acceptability equaling per, uh, social acceptability equaling personal recovery, which then transcended into filling this internal void with the external solution, right? So, so at the age of seven, I got my first skateboard. And that night when my mother put me to bed, she said, Brandon, what do you want me to do with the skateboard? And I, and I said, I want it in bed with me. And she said, why? I said, because if I die, I want it to go with me. You know, it was like God had came down and handed me the holy grail in the form of a skateboarder. I knew I was going to be a professional skateboarder. Uh, despite any and all adverse consequences that came my way, I did what I had to do to get what I wanted to get. And, uh, and from seven to 15, I ate it, I breathed it, I slept it, I dreamt it. At 15, I was designing my pro model. Maybe for fucked Peralta. it while you were in yeah. bed with it. <laughs> I'm sure I came on it many yeah. times. Absolutely. Yeah. And then at the age of 14, I was the first skateboarder ever in the world to be endorsed by Gatorade. They were flying me out to Chicago to the Quake Roads building. They'd put me on one treadmill, Michael Jordan on the treadmill next to me, and they would put these wires in our noses and down our throats and give us each Gatorade to see the effects it has on different sports players. Um, later on down the line, I, I ended up in those movies Jackass and the movies like Broke Box Office Records. And, and, uh, and I was like doing things that equated to success or happiness that I don't even dream of doing. And, and then a bit more down the line, I, I ended up you know, writing a book. And, and, and keep in mind, when the book was published, I, I had no high school diploma, I had no GED, um, but I'm no fool by any means. My mother was a nuclear physicist on the board of Mercy Hospital. My brother is a practicing attorney in the White House who practices pensions and benefits. My father died as a direct result of the disease of addiction, right? So I lived with that after school special of what I was never going to become. I did not like that man and I hated drugs and alcohol even more because I saw what it made him do to me, my mother, my brother, and my sister. So actually everything I did, I excelled because I was not gonna become that man. Um, and, and then I write this book. I get my, my GED after the book's published in prison. Uh, and the only reason why I got my G in the GED in the joint was because A, I had the time, and B, if I passed the GED in the joint, I got a pizza party that was supplied by Domino's. Right? <laughs> it's, like that, it's like that thing when you were younger and you read enough books, you get a personal pan pizza if you get the stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except you're in jail. and. <laughs> but, but, but something quite spectacular happened in that moment that I realized when I was incarcerated is is I aced that GED like a fucking Harvard graduate. I did not miss one question. And the reason why I did so well is because it was my idea, right? The reason why oh, right, I did right. so bad is so many treatment centers, so many 12-step meetings, so many doctor's offices, so many psychiatrist's offices, is because it wasn't my idea. Um, because my resume stated that I was smart and, and I had accomplished some things, uh, tell me what I need to do, I tell you I need to fuck off. Because the reality is, is I'm an addict, I'm an alcoholic, I'm defiant by nature, I don't do well with authority, and I will not conform unless it's my idea, right? Because right. I possess this job, and this job consists of knowing everything. I can relate to that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, so while I'm in the joint, I get my GED, but prior to that, my first book is published. Uh, it, it, now I'm a published author who's written an autobiography addiction memoir. Um, 
Now I'm a published author who's written a book on addiction. Now I'm a published author who's written a book on addiction that becomes a New York Times seller. Right? So now I'm receiving hundreds of thousands of pieces of mouth from all over the world uh, of people like you saying, I read your book. I didn't want my story to get as bad as yours. I have 30 days sober. Uh, of people like you saying, I read your book. I understand why my son picks the bottle over coming to have dinner with me on the weekends. It's not that I was a bad dad. It's that he suffers with a disease of addiction. Uh, I internalized that as I wrote... Uh, that special book that we read in our 12-step program, um, which is basically like the 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 Bible to a whole uh, to a churchgoer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I had saved this book that that wrote this book that was saving millions of You're people's lives. You're the second coming of yeah, uh, Bill W. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, and the reality is, I wrote that book while sniffing tons of cocaine and drinking tons of wine, and and. Uh, and now I suffer with this disease that tells me I don't have a disease. And it's so powerful, it makes me believe the unbelievable, right? Because it lies to me in my own voice. So if your diagnosis is an addict or an alcoholic, this cannot be debated. You can look it up in any medical book you want. If your diagnosis is an addict or an alcoholic, that disease left untreated equals death. It's a fatal disease, right? But as far as I'm aware of, I, it's the only d disease that I possess that, that, that's fatal that tells me I don't have a disease on a daily basis. So if you diagnose with HIV, I'm rushing to the hospital to get medication. I don't want to die. Fatal disease. Diagnose me with cancer. I'm rushing to the hospital to get chemo. I don't want to die. Fatal disease. Diagnose me as an addict or an alcoholic. I need a glass of wine or a bag of heroin to figure out what the fuck's wrong with you for diagnosing yeah. that disease. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's just as fatal as the first two diseases. But left to my own devices, uh, I'll finish this podcast and I'll go right down the way and cop some Chiba. Yeah, and it'll make complete sense to me. And what my own devices looks like is Brandon attends Brandon's Anonymous. Brandon sponsors Brandon. And Brandon becomes Brandon's God. And then for the life of me, how the fuck am I back on the corner of Eastern Avenue in Patterson Park selling my ass for 40 bucks? Right. That wasn't my goals. That wasn't my dreams. That wasn't my intentions. That wasn't my plans as a kid. Wait, it wasn't? <laughs> no, you know, I mean, believe yeah, it or yeah, not, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, despite yeah. how I display myself, that's not what I wanted. I had goals. I had dreams. I had admirations. I, I came from better. I knew better. I lived with that after-school special of what I was not going to become. Strap me up to a polygraph, I would pass with flying colors. I'd have every police officer in the world saying, pat me on the back, saying, boy, we wish everyone was as honest as you. Yeah, you know. Remember but, when we did that polygraph thing on Viva La Man? Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, a, yeah. That was a doozy. Dude, it's funny because like as you talk about it, it's it, it's funny for me because um, I was witness to to yours, you know, your addiction um, throughout a bunch of the years, and I watched you go back to Baltimore, then come back with some chip. Like and I was drunk, drunk as shit all the time, and doing other drugs and whatever throughout that whole time. But I had a, I had an ability to just smile, and everything was cool with me. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I would see you come back, and you'd have like a nine-month chip, and I think it was just some fake chip. Yeah, that you're like you were that's bullshit. bullshit. And, and uh, we're slicing shots in the corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Later. And you're like, but you know, I'm not, I'm not shooting heroin, but it's cool if I drink this red wine. I'm like, I don't know how that works, but I don't think that's how it works. You know? Yeah. Like, but whatever, let's go drink. You know? And uh, and so like I, I, you know, kind of was always around that, and I was drinking hard too, and it, it was funny because. Uh, it was probably a month ago or something. Randomly, I was looking at stuff on on uh, YouTube, and then like the the Haggard documentary came up. And in the Haggard documentary, it talks about like me being an alcoholic, and they go through this whole thing about like Rab's an alcoholic, and April's like he needs rehab, and then like Alex, the one dude, was like, yeah, you need rehab, mate, you know. And then and, uh, and I kept being like, oh, I'm an alcoholic, but I get shit done. Who cares, you know? Yeah. And uh, that was our mentality. Yeah. Right? And then it goes into years about heroin and and like you know that issue with like when you were just kind of lying and had it like in the in the bushes and Ryan caught you and yeah. And uh, just seeing that stuff, I was like, man. And if you look at it now, all these years later, I'm sober, you're sober. Yeah. And like, it's like we knew it then, but we just weren't ready to, to, to make a change. And, uh, and then when the time came, like you said, it went, once it was your idea. Yeah. Same thing for I, me. I, once it was my idea. I excelled at a fucking rapid pace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, and, and it's just crazy, though, like how, how much 
you know, like, cause I always felt like for me from my first drink, like long before my first drink, I was alcoholic. Like I used to eat candy, like an alcoholic. I used to just like do stupid shit, like alcoholically before I even drank. And then when I drank, it was like, hell yeah, I could just black out and whatever. And then, and then everybody would encourage it. Cause, cause I was a fun drunk, you yeah. know? And like, and after all, you kind of made yeah. a living on it. Yeah. You know, the, the more yeah. outrageous your antics were, the more in demand you were. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and then so and then it's awesome because you go, cool, they're paying me to do this and I love this. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and that's the thing, yeah. you know, we, we both would do appearances in nightclubs, right? Yeah. And and, and you, you take pictures, you sign autographs, you have a free bar tab and whatever drugs you really want, they'll get yeah. for you. And, and then at the end of the night, you get a check for X amount of dollars. Yeah. So like way too much amount of dollars yeah. for just like, what you did I do to that? I just got fucked up. Like. There was a because it because there was a point where in the beginning where we would do like jackass stunts, you know, and you're sort of performing a show for them in front of a stage like you're doing the clothesline bike, you're smashing the light bulbs, you're doing the the um, ladder to ladder jumps, and you're doing that stuff, and then it just progressively went to like I'll be there and I'll be drunk. And yeah. that's what you're paying me for. That's you know, it. like it got to that, and I'm like not even doing any of the stuff that they have me there. And it's just like, where's the booze? Where's the women? Where's the drugs? And then here, give me my money. And that was the thing. I would continue yeah. to go to meetings, right? In between partying, not partying, whatever. I would always go to meetings, and they would tell me that my life was unmanageable. And I believed that my life was unmanageable. Then I would do an appearance at a nightclub, get paid to do it, give me free <laughs> drugs and alcohol, and then a check, which I deposit into my bank account, but my bank account does not seem unmanageable. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have this delusional alcoholic mind that lies to me in my own voice that makes me believe the unbelievable, that tells me I don't possess the disease, which I clearly know I possess. Right. You know, so it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, especially at that point in life, too. I think, you know, it, it, like you said, you're, you're being rewarded for that behavior, and then it's hard to, because it's hard to then understand, like, well, wait. I'm doing well. Yeah. But I'm not Externally, doing well. I'm yeah, doing yeah, yeah. fucking great. Yeah, yeah. internally. Internally, I, I want to kill. And that's, I say, you know, externally, things were great. I, internally, I was the kind of alcoholic that wanted to kill himself on a daily basis, but I didn't want to hurt myself in the process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was right, fucking right, right. horrible at suicide. I kept waking up. Yeah, yeah. And I found myself at a point in life where I was so low the curb like a skyscraper. Yeah, yeah. Know? But I had to get to a point. Uh, my process was my process, and it takes what it takes until it takes. But I would see people get sober and stay sober. You being one of them. And I would watch from afar. I'm very hypersensitive to my surroundings. I'm alert. I'm attentive. I don't really miss much. And I would see these people, you included, doing it. And I would go to those meetings where we go to and I would see them doing it. And I'm like, it works for them, but they, they just don't. They didn't see what I've seen. They haven't experienced what I've experienced. They haven't right. lived what I lived. And all that was was my disease-riddled mind talking to me. Right. You know, because it wanted me to stay disconnected, isolated, you know, yeah. on the outskirts looking in. Because and, I did that too. Yeah. I mean, I was like, well, dude, I, I'm some small-town kid that then all of a sudden got, got recognition and traveled all over the world and experienced all this stuff. And I'm at Hollywood parties and I'm on TV and I'm this and I'm all this. What the fuck does this Joe the accountant know about yeah. this shit? He doesn't know anything about it about it and so I would justify that in my head too and then I would try to stop drinking on my own and like I, I stopped one time for like two months and uh, and I was like just drinking water like on a health kick and I stopped drinking and I stopped doing drugs and I was like see I got this like it was two yeah. months full like and that was like a long fucking time absolutely me. but uh but two months, I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And it was my birthday. So I was like, well, why don't I, I should have, you know, I should drink a little bit tonight. I deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> I have been working hard. And, <laughs> two months. And, yeah. So I did. And then I drank on my birthday and I complete, I woke up in the morning with a bag of Coke and a bag of weed in my pocket, completely blacked out, didn't remember a fucking thing that happened on my birthday. I remember the first drink. Yeah. And I don't remember anything after that. And that was like. Fuck, how did I do that? Yet again. Yeah, like immediately. Was it your plan? Yeah, it was no, not no. your intentions. I was gonna have one fucking yeah, margarita. Absolutely. Because fucking margarita. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Brad. Did I have an umbrella in a tube? God damn absolutely, you. Absolutely, dude. Salted rim. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. No wonder nope. I have the cheap headphones yeah. here. You spent all your money on margarita mix. Fuck off. I'm just down there in Margaritaville, <laughs> just hanging out. No, dude, I, well. That was the plan was to have one and then I and I, yeah. I blacked out drugs in the pocket. I had been doing drugs all night and whatever and like and I'm like 
what the fuck went down? But it was that, that's how quickly it happens for me. And so I know that going forward, like, yeah, dude, I'll always convince myself that I'm good. Yeah. I'm like, like I, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, like, like in the program, if you say like, I'm eight years and 10 months, like eight years. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I got eight <laughs> years, but in September, it'll be nine years. Wow. And, um, and yeah, thanks brother. And, and still though, if I don't go to a meeting, if I don't do the shit I need to do, then I'm all of a sudden going, am I really yeah. an alcoholic? Because Look at all this time. Yeah. My life is back together. It's now like, you know some yeah, shit, which yeah. is even more scarier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because then you can it's, manipulate you can, yeah. that situation. Yeah. And 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 that's what we're all real good at is figuring out a way to Fucking manipulate right. that situation. And and I know and and I know that you are, because you had more uh, you had more of the the program in your head when we were younger like that, and I didn't. Yeah. And you would like know that stuff, and then still, and then which you really only hurt me as opposed right, to help right, me. Right. And then you know eventually when it was time you got it, but but yeah for for, for me you know um, it's crazy that you could have all that time and then you can go look like I have a good life I have I have a, I have a nice place to live I have a wife I have a, a job I have things that I do I have all that and alcohol took all that away from me. And I didn't have any of that when I was when I was totally down and completely alone. I didn't want to be around anybody. I didn't see you. I didn't see Bam. I didn't yeah. see any of my other friends. And and I was like, I just want to get away from everybody. And lost my my place. I had to. I remember that. Sell my place. I remember I that. I remember when you stuff. bought it and how yeah. heavy you were. And then I remember you losing it because yeah, I was yeah, so yeah. impressed that you bought a home. Yeah. I'm like fuck, you bought a home. Yeah. And then I remember you losing the home. Yeah. And then it's like later, and then yeah. I had to get rid of my car, go get this cheap little thing, and yeah. And and uh, but still, even then, I'm like, like all pissed off, and I'm like, I gotta drive this, and then now I look back, I'm like, dude, I I still. Like my mom helped me get a car still. Like, yeah. and I live with my mom, and I wasn't homeless, but I should have been, and I should have been all these things, and I was so ungrateful for all yeah, of that you shit. You can't see that. Yeah, at yeah, the yeah. Moment. But then when you look back, you go, "Oh my god!" Like that's that's how my life was. Like, even in my bad times, it was still better than than some people's. And and uh, but it, it's just crazy. And then. And then you build a great life through sobriety, and then still on some random days be like. Yeah. Should I burn this all down? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. But the thing is, but, ignorance is bliss. But when yeah. you know you're to be held accountable, right? And they told me in the beginning of my sobriety, someone shared with me, he said, you know, you suffer from a disease called alcoholism, not alcoholism. Yeah. And you can't stay sober on yesterday's sobriety. And my, and my sobriety has a shelf life of 24 hours, right? So I simply wake up each day and do a few simple things along the way each day to maintain my sobriety. But every morning when I wake up, I wake up with untreated alcoholism, you know? So I, I get on my knees, I, you know, I, I talk to my higher power and uh, I just keep it to the basics because they said stick to the basics kids so god willing you don't have to go back to the basics yeah you know because i can get lost in the accessory of of things and life and words and oh, yeah. women and fucking money and and and, and the glitz and the glamour Hell per yeah. se and, and and i'll lose focus on my primary purpose i've seen me do it that's why i keep my past married to my present because the moment i forget where i come from i will return why because just what we were talking about i will minimize it yeah. i will say hey i just celebrated three years of sobriety uh uh, hey, I work in the drug and alcohol treatment field. Uh, hey, I have insurance. God forbid I had to go to treatment. I could get in with one phone call. Hey, I just bought a home. Homeless is a big part of my story, but now I own a home. Yeah, Financially, yeah. I'm pretty good, so like, yeah. fuck. And it, it'll be different this time. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the reality is <laughs> that's... Nope. <laughs> you know, but the good thing is, is after drinking for 24 years... Uh, IV heroin and cocaine use for 20 years. The euphoria of it being a good time has worn off. You know, I, I thank oh, yeah. God. I don't know what it is, but but thank God this 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 three years and some change that I have now has has been relatively simple. And I don't know if it's because uh, I, meaning I haven't been tempted by a drink or a drug. Now I don't know if it's because uh, I was on fire when I walked into the 12-step program and I, and I and I was demoralized in just such a fashion from drugs and alcohol. I was beaten into a state of reasonableness that now you have my attention. And, and, and I was met by the gift of desperation, right. which is the God of my understanding. And then it transcended into the willingness and I'm willing to do whatever you suggest because clearly my way doesn't work. And your way does because you're coming up on nine years. Uh, 
or if it's, I always say, the God of my understanding brought me to the 12 steps and the 12 steps brought me back to the God of my understanding. I don't know what it is, but, but, but I, I, I'm very proactive in my sobriety. Yeah, and, and what I heard just right there is just the willingness to, to do it somebody else's way. Because yes. that, that's the biggest thing, I think. Yeah, I mean, like at I least, told you. At least what, I, what I've been taught and what yeah. I learned is that the minute I think I got it, because I'll do that. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, cool. Like, give my will over to some God and all that. Yeah, yeah, here you go. Wait, hold on. Let me have that back. <laughs> Just for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I got this. And then, then, and then I'll take it off the rails. But It's, uh, like, it's yeah. like my character defects. I don't want to get rid of them. They serve me. I, I like to do what whatever my defects are yeah. until until they don't serve me. And the reason why they don't serve me is because I get caught doing them. Yeah, right? So let's say it's women. Up. I'm cheating. Yeah. With, I got three women. I'm cheating with one or all three, banging each one of them out. And then uh, that's my defect, right? It's my character defect, women. I, and, I, and I ask God to remove them when he sees fit, uh, when he sees fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually that happens by the one woman catching me about the other woman. They all tell all three, and then tomorrow I have no women to fuck. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. God, I'm not going to rightfully give he that. He sees fit. Yeah. It's like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. So the, so the thing is, is for, for uh, you know, 20 years I possessed that job, and this job put me in a lot of positions I didn't like to be in, and a lot of feelings I didn't like to feel, and that job consisted of knowing everything and my resume stated I knew some shit so you tell me what I need to do I tell you what I need to fuck off walking into my 13th inpatient treatment center my mother had bought me a plot people had taken life insurance policies out on me I just woke up from being on life support for seven days I've been medevac to four different hospitals in four different states from four different overdoses my mother had uh, financially sold she had sold three homes to financially pay for me to go to two treatment centers she had depleted several savings accounts she has nothing left to give so she's went to God with one prayer and that prayer consisted of God please cure him kill him or kill me I can't take it anymore walking into my 13th inpatient treatment center my worldly possessions can consisted of eight scarves, two jackets, three socks, one stick of deodorant that fit into a bag that doubled as a pillow, four cigarette butts that I picked up off the street, uh, a needle, a spoon, and a restraining order. I walk into my 13th inpatient treatment center and, uh, and, and, and some things that happened, and I don't have time to get into them, but my clothes were literally ripped off my back, and I didn't have underwear on. And, and this 19-year-old... Oh, Nudie Novak yeah, came out he, to play. he had one more appearance to make. <laughs> this time it was in a yeah, Catholic yeah. Charities rehab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they weren't too impressed to see me. Perfect. I was not getting paid. I actually paid this treatment center $3 to come in. And, uh, and $3? Yeah, and this 19-year-old <laughs> fucking text worker, he's like, Mr. Novak, you're back. And I'm like, aren't you a fucking genius? You don't miss anything, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, your clothes aren't rehab-oriented. You need some underwear. You need some sweatpants. You need some slides. And I had none of those items. So he takes me downstairs to the Catholic, the basement of the Catholic Charities Rehab, and as this 19-year-old kid thumbs through this box looking for a pair of second, third, fifth, tenth-hand pair of used underwear, I'm praying to God he <laughs> finds them, right? That I'm praying to God that he finds them. Praying to God for a pair of tenth-hand used underwear. Uh, and he doesn't, he doesn't find them, <laughs> right? But what he does find <laughs> is a pair of size 40 women's sweatpants with no drawstring, a woman's go. tank top, and a pair of size 13 Jesus sandals, right? So in that basement, that Catholic Charities Rehab, uh, I was met by the gift of desperation, God, right, my higher power, and with that came a sense of willingness, unlike anything I've ever experienced. But what I what I realized in that basement was was that I, that job that I possessed of knowing everything. I came to the realization: what I know is that I don't fucking know, and my best thinking mm -hmm. continuously gets me here time and time again. And, th and that was like the most profound revelation. So when I realized or came to the understanding that I know that I don't know, it was like, dude, you do, man. So just show me, you know, and, and just and I followed. And if you told it. me to fucking stand on my head in the corner naked and jerk off for four months straight, I would have done it. Yeah. I, With the thumb in the ass. You, you, you fuck. <laughs> that's and what I'm doing. apple in my mouth. Whatever you want, <laughs> dude, I'll do it. Yeah, no, but that's it. I mean, that's it. That's it. And I think... Like you said earlier, the gift of, of desperation, um, that's it. Like, if you don't have that yet, then you're not ready yet. No. And, uh, and, and so, like, you notice that. Like, that's probably the smartest thing you ever realized in your life was that you don't know shit. Yeah, and, and you know what? Every other time I went to treatment, I went in there with a plan, right? This particular treatment yep. I've been to four previous times, and they would say, okay, Mr. Novak, your insurance covers 90 days. And I'd say, in theory, 90 days sounds great, <laughs> but in reality, I'm more of a 45-day kind of fella. Yeah. I have this woman I'm to do. Run this. Yeah, I, I would tell the counselors <laughs> how to counsel me, yeah. right? <laughs> Fuck, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a published author who's written a book on addiction. How, what do you mean you can, are you, I fucking know some shit, you yeah. know? <laughs> um, 
But I would go in there with a plan, and, and all plans are expectations. And expectations are nothing but unfulfilled resentments. So the moment you don't do as I think you should do, say as I think you should say, or feel as I think you should feel, I'm fucking furious. So this time, demoralized in just such a fashion from drugs and alcohol, beaten in no state of reasonableness, I walk in there with no plan. And that no plan has resulted in the best of plans. Right. That lack of plan has produced the best of plans. Well, realizing that it's not your plan. Yeah, because I <laughs> gave it over. You know, what yeah. I've learned in this process, when I want to make my God laugh, I tell him how my day is going to go. Yeah. You know, I don't fucking run this shit. And I know that I don't. And I make sure I don't try to get credit for, for what I didn't do. Because then all of a sudden, I'll think I'm the all-powerful. Then Brandon goes to Brandon's Anonymous. Brandon sponsors Brandon. Brandon yeah. is Brandon's God. Then I'm fucking yeah. sucking dick for another bag. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, and then I think that's what happens is like, you know, especially people like us that had some success in the public eye, you then can justify, well, I knew what I was doing. I was just yeah. like, eh, a lot of that is luck, man. A lot of that kind of fell into the way it did. Yeah, maybe you did the work to, to be presented in that thing. But if you look at no one, I mean, back when Jackass started, none of us, no one, Knoxville, Tremaine, any of those, nobody knew that that would be successful. It was like, like put together this pilot, put that on, and maybe they'll want another episode. God willing. <laughs> yeah, and and then all of a sudden they do. They order more, and it becomes a thing. And then it's like all. No one could have predicted that though. Like, how no. could you ever uh -huh. ever know that? And so, to to like you know, for me at a time, you become like. I don't want to go into rehab. I don't want to go to these places because these people know who I am. Yeah. And I did this and this. And like, I had that shit because when I first got there, you know, like I'm, I'm fucking, I'm like ready to die. I was suicidal. I had, uh, I had drank myself to a place that was just unhealthy. I had a seizure when <clears> I was coming <throat> off the alcohol and, um, and I was in this place going, you know, like I'm looking at death right now. And I need to figure out what the fuck to do because I, I mean, I did way too many pills and I, and I did way too much Coke when I, when I would be drinking. Mm -hmm. So because I drank to a blackout, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing while I was drinking. And so that stuff is dangerous as shit. Yeah. You know, like, because for whatever reason I live, but, but you see a lot of people die doing way less than I did because the amount of blackout, the amount that I drank when I drank was like fucking stupid so uh when i got there and i was doing these meetings then you have these kids come over like dude rab did you marry the russian bride like yeah. oh yeah oh my Shit god you're not and, there to fucking yeah, talk about and, and like it's like dude i don't regret the past i think that stuff was funny i had a great time it was hilarious at the time but while i'm like fucking suicidal and and like coming off of drugs alcohol and all that shit and and trying to and basically this raw nerve of of trying to like figure out how to fucking live life on life's terms i'm going dude fuck you i don't want to talk to you about that shit like or whatever yeah. and i'm just like and i was i wasn't like blatantly rude but i, I was kind of just like oh yeah cool man i'm not here for that i'm just trying to like because your watch life the, depends i'm trying on to listen to the meeting and the try to here. yeah exactly and then you get this oh that dude's a fucking asshole like yeah. these people are shitheads like all those jackass and they would say it in the meetings like those jackass dudes are fucking assholes and i'm like dude whatever whatever you need to say to make yourself feel better i just i gotta like not give a fuck about that. Yeah. Because there was I, a long time where I was out, like, and it was just, oh, Rab's smiling, Rab's mm -hmm. laughing, like, and it was like, oh, I'm just going to please everybody. Yep. I got to be nice to every I single it, person and, and do all that stuff, and, and it, it nearly fucking killed me. I always say, man, I, for years, I would go in and I would save my face, right, because I didn't yeah. want people to talk bad about me, uh, not accept me, not, a like, right. not like me, not approve of me, not want me, uh, and I would save my face in those meetings and treatment centers. I would save my face, and I would literally lose my ass on yeah. the street corners, right? So then when the pain got great enough, I came in there and I saved my ass, and somewhere along the line, my ass and my face kind of correlated you know because the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. pain got so great you know i'm like i'm like you know what your fucking opinion of me does not pay my bills uh your your, your thoughts and feelings towards me will not uh keep me sober another day and, and how you feel about me will not give my mother a sound night's sleep you right. know so i'm like i, I just kind of realized that i realized that sobriety is an internal job right it could yeah. not come from any pussy it cannot come from any paycheck it cannot come from any home it cannot come from your wallet or or, or it, it had to be internally done. Yeah. 
No, and it is. It's one hundred percent that. And I think I think it was like it's not that I don't care what other people think because a mm-hmm. lot of people love to say that, but we all fucking, fucking care. right, yeah. And uh, but it was more that like I got to take care of me first and foremost, yeah. and then then you know then I'm able to kind of get out there and talk about the Russian mail or the bride or these things like, or whatever, because that stuff's hilarious. And I've gotten to a place in my life where I look back on it with fond memories and I, I had a sure. blast and, and, and like, and it, and it was funny and, and fun. And it was some of the best times of my life, you know, with you, yeah. with all the guys. And, um, and it took me a minute to get there though. Yeah. You know, and, and of course there's always like the, yeah, what happened with you and bam? Or like, yeah, what happened? And I'm like, dude, I just needed to, get away for a minute so that I could take care of me, save my own fucking life, and then get right. Because the thing about me, I think that, like, it's like if you look at you and if you look at Steve-O, like, you guys were, like, in, in people's face yeah. with your problem. Yeah. And I was, like, a sneaky, like, I'm not going to let anybody know. I'm just going to go over into my house and just do some coke and then drink and then be alone and then nobody has to be around me and nobody sees that I'm doing all this. Mm-hmm. And that was like my thing, was being that creepy lurker that's like trying to get away from everybody so I can do drugs and drink the way I want without anybody taking notice or saying like there's a problem there. Yeah. I mean, granted, on tour with CKY, on tour doing the promotional stuff for the shows and stuff, I was drinking like a fish and it was okay and it was accepted. But, but, uh, like I told a story once about like, I ended up like, uh, sleeping in, in this family's home, like while like they were there, like I got drunk as shit. I went into this bar and, and, uh, and I am drinking all these shots and like people were going, Oh, it's rab, it's rab, dude, do a shot with me. So about tw- like 30 minutes I was there, I did 20 shots down the bar. You know, and it was like in 30 minutes, dude, like, and you're, and you're just like, boom, boom, and they're like, oh, I'll never be with you again, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, and then I'm taking a pill and then I'm draining and I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, like I just took so much in. And I, I said to my buddy, I was like, dude, I, I got to go outside and try to like throw this up or something, you know? And I went outside and I sat down and I was all a mess and I threw up and then I passed out out in the alley and I woke up when the sun came up oh, and I fuck. was like, and I woke and I, ca- I was like, that moment uh, of clarity. Yeah, well, I go, oh, we must have been partying at that house last night. So I walk into this random house and I walk up the steps and I see like this, I see like this two dudes on the on the couches and like trash. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, we're partying here. So I go upstairs and I see a girl in the bedroom and like, yeah, and then I go into the master bedroom and I fall asleep. And I wake up three hours later and I'm like, yo, this is like, uh, this does not look like a college house. Like, and it was like this nice master bedroom. Wow. I fucking slept in these parents' bed. Like, and all I could come up with is they must have, when the sun got up, they must have out, went out for a walk on the beach. And I slept in their bed. And then I walked down the steps. I look across the thing. And it's like this 14-year-old girl. I go downstairs and it's like two like 10-year-old dudes, like boys wow. on the thing. And it's like a pizza box and a fucking soda. And I'm like, Oh shit! Like you know, and like I'm like I, I slept in this family's house. Yeah. She's like drunk, you know, yeah. and and uh, and I get out of there and I'm like, damn, dude! Like if they were there, like they, that that dad had every right to it shoot. It turned out really yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's the way I drank. I drank like that. All the, I had the the at the Viper Room. Yeah, I think you might have been there. It was like we were drinking with all these Hollywood celebrities, and then Bam's like, you should slow down. I'm like, fuck you! And I keep drinking, and I walk out the. I stumbled out of the back of the Viper Room. I end up in some parking garage underneath a bunch of rolled up carpets. I get out. I check my ass. I check my wallet. I'm like, I'm not raped. I didn't get robbed. Sure. Fuck it. I pull my pants down and I shit on this Mercedes and I go out and I'm walking around going, where the fuck am I? Couldn't figure out where the fuck I was or how I even got there. And then I ended up getting a cab down to Orange County to get to Darren Miller's house. Yeah. Because all the guys were there. And then I get in there. I'm like, you fucking guys left me. Everyone's like, fuck you, dude. We were calling the hospitals, the cops, everyone. We don't know where the fuck you were. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Shit, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and then we, uh, we have a drink to sort it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, the whole way home, I'm fucking, you know, like eating yeah. weed and whatever and, and whatever pill I have and doing that. And then I get there and it's like, all right, let's do it again. Because you know? we find ourselves where, where the abnormal becomes the normal. Oh, right? yeah. We're living on this animalistic level. And you surround yourself with that. Yeah. And that's what I, I always laugh because um, 
I would say to myself like, oh, like like Novak's doing heroin, and then you'll be like, well, Rab drinks like a yeah, fish. I'm not and, that bad. Yeah, and then not that bad. Yeah. And then uh, you know, and then you look at whoever else, and you're always pointing the finger. And I I remember what was so funny to me. I so right after Ryan passed away, uh, um, I I they were, everybody was meeting up at like 15 North to just kind of get together and and see each other. This is a few months like right after. And uh, and you had like been in jail, yeah. And you just got out, and you're out, and you're like standing there drinking like red wine, and and I'm sober. I was like two years sober at that point. I was a, I was a year and nine months sober when wow. Ryan died, and uh, and so I was about two months sober right at that point, and like or two years sober, and uh, and you're standing there drinking, and you go, yeah, yeah. What's different with you? And I was like, oh, I, I got sober. And then you're like, ah, man, good. You needed it. While <laughs> you're drinking, you just got out of jail. You're well, drinking. I just did a year yeah. in the joint. Yeah, and you're telling me about these jailhouse workouts and all this yeah. stuff. And I was like, all right. You know, you deflection know? Yeah. at its best. It's yeah. not me. It's them. External Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And and then in your own addiction, you justify, like, well, well good. Like, Rab needed it because he was a problem drinking. Like, but I don't have a problem drinking. I just have a problem with heroin. And yeah. Then, and it's like, well, you're just transferring your addiction. And, and, and the thing is, stuff. I really believed it. No, I know. I said it. I, I know. know? I, like, I it saw it in your head. Deflecting. It was like, no, I'm, I'm really happy for yeah, you. And you were. Yeah. And you were like genuinely happy for me and, and like believing like, well, you needed it. I don't need that, but you needed it. <laughs> My and, turning yeah. point like where I realized enough was enough was for – you know, 20 plus years, uh, every time I, I had a glass of wine, I snipped a line of blow, I ate a pill, I shot a bag of heroin. Every time, without fail, the delusional effect was always produced, which would allow me to escape the reality that I had created for myself, right? So now I'm okay with letting men blow me. Now I'm okay with my mother buying me a plot because the, the I, I start to sober up for a second, the moment of clarity sets in, I do another shot of heroin, delusional effect produced, I escape the reality that I created for myself. And now I'm a 35-year-old homeless heroin addict, just got kicked out of my mother's restraining order, nowhere to go. Um, and, and I find myself in this shooting gallery, and, and I have a pile of heroin and a pile of cocaine in front of me, $180 worth, I remember it very vividly. And, and I, I fill up a big speedball on this needle, and I put it in my arm. And if I did it now, I would surely die. If anyone did it, it gets high. They'd fucking, you know, very close, if not overdose. And I put this shot in me, and that delusional effect was not produced, which meant I could not escape the reality that I created for myself, meaning that the moment of clarity that I lived in was high and sober. Right. What do I do when it stops working? It's yeah. I couldn't I couldn't get high or drunk enough to escape the reality. It literally had stopped fucking working, and that's when I'm like, dude, this sucks. <laughs> well, and it's funny because like like I he I've heard that story of you know like when you're because because we're so unique, you know. Yeah. But but, uh, but no, I've heard that story of where it physically stops. I working. swear to God, I, I, and, and and but it's crazy because long before that even happens it stopped working because usually because like they say like alcohol or drugs or whatever is not your problem it's your solution absolutely and so it was your solution yes. for all those years and it stopped working long before it actually physically stopped working for you but you didn't get to see that and then then what your moment of clarity like you just explained was that it physically stopped for yeah you. like it, for, for, for it, me it was like well like it wasn't working because I financially fucked my whole world up. I had lost my house. I had this. I had that. You know, like all those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could still produce the level of of escape that I needed with it. Yeah. But every single time that I, tr if I ever tried to sober up for a moment, it was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Anxiety ridden, depressed ridden nightmare of hell, and just full panic attacks and like crazy. I couldn't read. Sure. I couldn't do anything. With but. But it's funny that you that you talk about that too, like that it physically. So like you, I mean, you progress further along in it, and luckily you had that moment of clarity while, like, it didn't work for you. It's, so that's what. And 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 uh, what the fuck do I do? I, I've given it everything. I've given it homes. I've given it women. I've given it careers. I've given it friends. I've given it family. I've given it my fucking sexuality when it calls for it, and and. You name it, I give it. And then all of a sudden at 35, the one thing I've depended on, I've counted on, I've loved, I've cherished, says I'm done with you. 
what the fuck? I've came way too far to turn yeah. back. I, I literally have given you everything. And I have, I stand before you a 35-year-old homeless heroin addict with eight scarves, two jackets, three socks, one stick of deodorant, four cigarette butts, a needle, a spoon, and a restraining order. What the fuck do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> like, get sober. Yeah, <laughs> Thank yeah, God. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and well, I kick <laughs> and scream the whole way every time uh, going to those facilities and, and going to those 12-step meetings. I kicked and screamed the whole time. And, and until I went through every channel that I thought would work to get sober, and it didn't, did I decide to experience those 12 steps? And when I experienced those 12 steps, it, it was the only thing that could rid me of the obsession or lift me from the desire to want to drink or drug. It, that was yeah. it. A, right. a power greater than myself had to do for me what I could not do for myself. Right. And, and when I was willing, able, ready, and, and open-minded to receive or this information, it fucking worked. And go figure, I, I haven't had a desire once in three years and two months to pick up a drink or a drug. Yeah. Only because I got busy in the work. Yeah. No, and it's crazy because I think, you know, I think some people, um, when they go into recovery or whatever, they go into a rehab or they go into meetings and they do that stuff, like, the the quick out is, oh, this God shit, I'm out of here. Yeah. You know, and like... Um, people and, don't really tend to find God until they get bad. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, exactly. That and or, like, they just... They just want to find a way out, and you can always find a way sure. out. But mm -hmm. but the thing is, like your God doesn't have to be some no. bearded dude in the sky that grants wishes. No. It doesn't have to be what your God Absolutely. is or what that guy's God is. It's like it doesn't have to call it that either. No, and you can just be just, like, yo, my what what I realize is I don't control this world. No, and so I wandered into a place where some dude knew how to stop drinking. Yeah. So that guy could be the guy that just shows me how to do that. And if that means that I've got to accept that I don't have any control over over my drink or my drug or this stuff, then that in itself is turning yourself over to the higher power. Is it, that in itself is is going, shit? I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah. That so, and that's the thing. I can't stay sober on my own, right? I cannot do it on my own. And I have some sponsees that have some issues with that God word. And it's a very fucking uh, intimidating word, if you will. Yeah. And, and, and we have to bring it. I said, look, you can't drink on your own. Clearly, us group of drunks can stay sober together. So maybe that could be your higher power, a group of drunks. Yeah, right. right. Because check out, it says that, that, that uh, uh, I cannot control my drinking. My life is unmanageable, right? I'm powerless over drugs and alcohol, right? Yeah. Uh, tell me if this doesn't prove that there's a power greater than ourselves. I went from being completely powerless over drugs and alcohol to now having complete power over drugs and alcohol. I re I've recovered from a hopeless state of mind and being. And, and, and now I, I have goals, I have dreams, I have aspirations. I, all through the, the, my higher power and the program that we work. Um, but, but from being powerless, and it says I, I, I am completely powerless over a drink. I pick up one drink, I cannot tell you where I'll be, who I'll be with or what I will be doing and nothing is off the table I promise you I can go from that to being recovered to sound mind and body that's something more than me that did that for myself yeah if I could do this on my own I would not be here talking to you tonight Rab absolutely and dude it's like it's like do you believe that I believe that yeah. kind of idea and and the funny thing is as you were just saying that right now I like remember I remembered this moment of and I, and, uh, I don't know if I ever told you this, but so I had been sober and I wasn't living in Westchester anymore. I, I think I was, um, I was either living out here or, uh, or in Philly or something. And, and I, was, I was just driving through Westchester because I was going to visit like family. And I pulled down like that little turn to Chestnut Street where it like forks off at the beginning of the, of the mm -hmm. town there. And I pulled up and like i saw you walking like this must have been like probably 11 in the morning 12 and you clearly had been fucked up and like probably from the night before or, or just even still trying to figure out how to get something that day and you were like a fuck you look like you look like death and i drove up and i was like there's novak and I was like sober and I was all of a sudden I was like, I can't say what's up to him. And I just yeah. like kept driving. 
And I was like, man, I hope that dude figures something out. And I thought right then I like sent a prayer up, just like I hope that dude figures something out, because I knew there's nothing I could fucking no. do to to help you at all. And and I looked at you, and and when I was on the other side of the sobriety fence, you look like a stranger to me. And I spent all those years with you, and you're like a brother to me. Yeah. And I love you. And He's got I, chills, man. And and I and I thought to myself like, I can't fucking do anything. Yeah. I gotta keep going. Yeah. And all I could do was throw that prayer up and just kind of hope that someday you found your way. And it's just fucking rad to think about how I saw you like that and how I see you like this. Like before we started, I said, like, look at you all put together. Look at it. But it's fucking rad yeah. to see that. And it's amazing to see what what a program can do for people that are struggling. Yeah. Um, what it did for me and then what it did for you. And, and it can and, do for countless others. Right. Like this is, this is open knowledge. It's free for the taking. They're not selling it to the cool kids in the bathroom. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. Well, the people that think they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it takes yeah. to get you to fucking yeah. come in. Yeah. But and that was the thing when, 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 uh, when, when, uh, uh, the, the the preacher in my mother's church, uh, Pastor Mike saw my Father Mike saw my mother crying in the pew, and Father Mike walked down the aisle. My mother's crying in the pew, and, and Father Mike says, "Miss Pat, what's wrong?" And Miss Pat says, "Brandon, it's it, Father Mike. It's Brandon. He's never been worse. Uh, I've sold homes. I've financially drained my bank account several times. There's nothing left I can do for him." So I went to God with one prayer, and Father Mike said, "Yeah, Miss Pat, what's the prayer?" Miss Pat, my mother says, Father Mike, it's simple. The prayer consists of God, please cure him, kill him, or kill me. I can't take it anymore. And Father Mike looked at my mother for the first time in his life, and he screamed at her. He said, how dare you go to God with a plan like that about your son? You don't know what God's plan is for him. I don't know what it is, and Brandon doesn't know what it is. And I always say, thank God I didn't know what it was because I would have fucked it up. Yeah. I would have made a left when I should have made a right. Yeah. I would have went around it when I should have went through it. You know, and, and, and that goes, you know, there's a whole theme here. You know, I went from possessing that job of knowing to coming to the realization that I know that I don't fucking know, being beaten into a state of reasonless, uh, and, and learning that the common denominator in my problems is me, right? The only thing that blocks me from getting better is me because then I started doing that work, that internal work that's suggested to us in the program that we attend, and, and I learned just what you said a few minutes ago, that drinking is not my problem. It's not, it's not, it's, it has nothing to do with my problem. Yes, it's the fuel that fired me into my 13th right. inpatient treatment center, but that's not the problem, it's the solution. You take my solution away, I'm left with the problem, which is my thinking, my attitude, my behavior. So I realized that like, I know that I don't know, and I know that a power greater than myself does for me what I could not do for myself because if justice was due I'd be dead years ago yeah I if I got what right. I deserve well we say that uh, about you we'd be like damn this dude is like a cockroach yeah, he just keeps nine, going like yeah. Cockroach. yeah and it was like man when the world ends yeah, no back to me yeah guys scurrying around <laughs> you know but uh but 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 that I mean that's a joke because it is just fucking miraculous that you didn't die out there doing what you're doing. But but it's amazing that you didn't and that you're out and you're doing your thing and and uh, and dude I, I love just watching you you know continue to have dreams and 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 do what you're doing and and uh, you're out here now. You just did like uh, another yeah. Uh, you did like an appearance on a show and then um, you've got the branding. Novak Chronicles, that graphic novel, which is awesome. I took a look at it. Yeah, I'm really excited about that because it's the first ever addiction graphic novel to be done, um, which is I think is really monumental. I think it's groundbreaking. And the reality is that what I'm trying to do is, is uh, it, I, I, I work in the drug and alcohol treatment field. I help people get help. I, I travel around. I'm a motivational speaker, blah, blah, blah. And, and everywhere I go, they say, how do we lift the stigma? How do we lift the stigma? Uh, depending upon one's perception, uh, you know, the stigma is, you know, lifting because the death toll is rising. So, so depending upon one's perception, like it, it's 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 a good thing or it's a bad thing. Uh, because the, the stigma is, of using uh, the stigma of addiction you yeah. know what I mean because the reality is the disease of addiction does not discriminate from right. jail or jail the White House to the outhouse the results are all the same and one out of five people will be affected today in the nation 179 people will die as a direct result of an opioid overdose that's worse than the Vietnam War that's worse than the peak of the AIDS outbreak and the sad thing is, is that all these deaths are preventable um, so, so what I did with this graphic novel is I'm just trying to think of another way to make uh, addiction alcoholism be more of a, a, a open dinner table conversation. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Just the, in this prevention work that I do or this advocacy work, there's no margin for error, yet it is impossible to do perfect. And because we're not in an opioid epidemic, we're in an opioid pandemic. 179 people a day today die. Um, I, I'm a big fan of doing something. And if yeah. something doesn't work, we learn from that something and we do something else. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, that's, that's a huge, that's an awesome point of, of saying like, uh, helping it to become like a dinner table discussion because I think what happens is parents are afraid and they know what's happening there. They can sense what's happening. They're afraid to say anything. Yeah. And then the kids are afraid to say something. And I, I can say honestly, firsthand, that's what saved my life is that, y you know, my mom yeah. and you, and she's helped you out, yeah, you know, and, totally. and, uh, and, and so like she was the type that I could tell everything. I called my mom like, mom, I had sex with a, with a hooker in Mexico and, and, uh, and I took all, I did all this coke and my heart feels like it's going to blow out of my chest. Like, uh, I think I'm having a heart attack and I probably have AIDS cause I just had sex with this hooker and whatever. And, uh, and she's like, ah, Christian, geez. Um, okay, hold on. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Do this. My mom would literally talk me off the ledge while I'm sniffing coke and having sex with prostitutes because she was like, he feels comfortable enough to come to me and there's nothing I can do. So my mom prayed forever. Yeah. And so she was like, I'm not going to sit here and be mad at him. Mm -hmm. This is, this is what addiction does, yeah. but I am going to try to help him breathe his way through this Absolutely, and do this. Man. And then we can talk future. And, and she was the one that took me to get help and, and did that. So like, and now you're sitting here with coming up with nine years sober. Yeah. And that's the thing that I, because it was allowed to be a discussion. Exactly. And that's what I feel lacks the most in this world is three simple words empathy sympathy and compassion uh, and that's why I make it a point I don't talk to people or at people but I talk with people I don't tell you where I think you should be or where I feel you should be headed I remember one of the most profound points in my my drinking and drugging life career if you want to call it that was ending up on life support waking up after life support for seven days and this triage nurse walked up to me and she said to me she said uh, I'll never forget it she said Sweetheart, how are you? She didn't say, what are you using? How much have you been using? Right, right, right. How long have you been using? What's your discharge plans? She says, sweetheart, how are you? And not only did she ask me how I was doing, she cared about my fucking answer. You know how long it had been since anyone talked with me, not to me or at me? Dude, that, that, empathy, that's something it. About, and it made me feel uh, humanized because I, I was so dehumanized for yeah. so long. The you're just a number. Normal. I'm like, that, that's what I was level. thinking when you said it. Like, yeah. You're just a number. They're like, oh, uh, we're going to mark this down. You're yeah. going to be dead soon, whatever, I, blah, 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 blah. I felt like I mattered. That's fucking amazing. And, and that's what I want to convey is that like, it's okay. It's cool. Right. Together we can do this. You yeah. know, it's gonna be okay. And that and that's it, man. It's like I, I think um they, they say this a lot too in the program is like you're not a bad person becoming good. You're a sick person getting well. Yeah, and that's what I taught, you know, including myself I, I, and my sponsees I work with. I, you know, they have something to say about somebody, this, that. And I, I said, they're sick. They're sick in their own way just like you're sick in your own way. I'm sick in my – I didn't come in here because I'm a fucking gentleman and a scholar. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't yeah, feel like I needed yeah. a few more just friends. Wander. I came <laughs> yeah, here because I fucking – Hey, what's going on in here? I rob you blind. I sell my ass. I fucking shoot dope. I try yep. to bang my cousin. I fucking make my mother buy me a plot i end up in prison every year you know i, I yeah you, that's why i'm here i'm not yeah. here because i'm i'm a fucking ace the exams <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah exactly and it's cool man yeah it's cool well that's awesome so where where do i where do you get the brandon novak so chronicles everything is encapsulated in uh my website just go to brandonnovak.com okay and everything's there and, and you got the dream seller book yeah there. the dream everything you want is there it's real okay. simple brandonnovak.com and and if anybody is is struggling and can't see past a bag, bottle, needle, or pipe. I'm here to tell you that the disease of addiction is not a death sentence. Your history does not have to dictate your future, and as long as you're breathing, it's never too late. And, and you can call me, and, and we can try to figure out something together. And that phone number, which is my personal phone number, is 610-635-9092. Dude, that's awesome. And uh, thanks Thank for you, coming man. in, man. I love you, brother. Love you too, man. It's Hell yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, awesome.